dearly. I want you to come. I want you just to obey the Holy Ghost. There's no fetters on this pulpit today. You just obey what God has put on your heart. And I know we're about to hear from God. Would you say, Brother Moore, preach to me. Let's say that together. Brother Moore, preach to me. God bless you. Why don't we lift our hands and love the Lord right now? Come on, why don't we love him? Let's give him a good loving right now. Come on. Oh, I magnify you, Lord Jesus. I glorify you today, Lord. Have your will and your way today, God. We ask you to bless your people, God. Touch your people, God. Open your word to our hearts, oh God. Oh, we lift you up today. We lift you up today. Glory to your name, God. Glory to your name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, what a tremendous time it has been here being at Truth Church. Praise God and getting to know all of you and spending some time with you precious people. And uh, amen. Uh, whatever I could try to say right here would not be adequate. I can tell you that. Praise the Lord. Um, amen. Thank you for the room. And... Uh, for that wagon load of gifts, praise God. Amen. I'm not going to name all you folks, but you know who you are, and uh, you have definitely expanded my ministry. <laughs> praise God. This suit is tight, and it was not tight coming up here, praise God. But it, it's tight today, praise God. And, uh, amen. Amen. And uh, little notes. That's encouraging. Who, whoever come up with that? My goodness, that's awesome. Little notes made me feel so welcome, and then I then I opened up uh, uh, some stuff from the home, and there my wife had made me a beautiful note. She was not going to be with her husband, and she told me how good I was going to do. So praise God, she's a prophetess, you know. So we're going to have in Jesus' name, God, Lord Jesus, help me. Praise God, Amen. She's going to tell me don't come home unless you do good. Praise God, Amen. And uh, amen. Jesus is going to do good, praise God. Amen. We'll, let's put it on Jesus, praise God. And the truth church has shown me that they love preachers. Amen, amen. I had been in the church probably six months. We had what was called a holiness conference. And uh, I met brother and sister Riggin. And uh, you got to understand, I had come from the world where I went out to rock concerts and country music concerts and I got to meet all the stars and all the other things and won't go into all that junk. But I had changed. My rock stars become preachers. Men of God. And uh, I remember my mom pointing out, oh, that's brother and sister Regan, they're out of this church. That's brother and sister Riley, they're out of this church. That's Brother Bobby Davis. That's the pastor's eldest son. He's out of this church. That's Brother Bill Daniels. He's out of this church. Brother Newlish, I had knew. Brother Newlish is actually a mentor. He was actually a mentor to me when I first got in church. Or, or he straightened me out every once in a while, praise God. And, and, and the way that y'all saw him very, very meek, that's the way he did it too, you know. Well, brother, you ain't got to do all that. You need to do this. And 
He was very, very, just what I needed, praise God. And the other men of God that came through, I, they became my heroes. They became the ones that I looked to. And I've always respected Brother and Sister Riggin. And um, amen. I don't think enough has been said that this is their 26th pastoral anniversary. Majority of us are standing. Those of you, if you can stand, stand. If you can't, don't you do it. But I think we need to give them a round of applause right now. Thank you, God, for her, God. Thank you for the first lady. Thank you for the man of God, God, that's been here 26 years, God. Praise God. Hallelujah. I can say I remember when they come to Olathe. Praise God. My pastor was very proud. And uh, I remember him telling me, he's called me, and I told him, I think you ought to go. And uh, tell you what, it's something when you go to your man of God. Amen, amen. He, uh, I am very, very thankful and uh, to sit in front of Sister Riggins and to hear her pray, praise God. Amen. That is an awesome testament of who she is. She comes from a wonderful godly heritage. Amen. And I'll tell you what, amen, you need to be thankful for your pastor's wife. Praise God. The SOAR conference has been so wonderful in uh, strengthening our apostolic roots. I'll tell you what, I, th I feel like I went deeper this week, praise God. I feel like that, that, uh, that in not that funny way a while ago, but my ministry has been expanded by being in the presence of this great church. And uh, to hear the music, praise God, and to feel the spirit that goes along with the music, praise God. Some of this new music, hey, I use some of it. But I'm going to tell you what, some of it you don't get the feeling that you get, amen, the way we got around here the other day. And what we got around here this morning, praise God. I was like, boy, we got to get this transcribed because my bunch needs to hear this, praise God. I'm heading up to anniversary service the end of this month, praise God. And uh, being there, uh, pardon me, it's 11 or 12 years, uh, you know, and uh, I I apologize, I'm just having a, maybe I've got so much information in here, I need to start getting it out so I can. Whoo, hallelujah. You're going to find out a little bit just how deep this is going to go today because I tell you, I know that God, amen, has ordained this time and he has spoken to me, praise God, about this service this morning, this service tonight, praise God. Praise God, amen. I may be missing some things, but I think we need to go ahead and go to the word of God, Amen. You would go with me to the book of 2 Kings, chapter number 4. Praise God. Is it okay for me? Praise God. Felt like I was in a concert with the Kingsman Quartet, Brother Golf in the back with the bass. Praise God. And Brother Rick next to me. Praise God. This Whoa, y'all was just smoking it up here today. Praise God. Hope it's okay to say that. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Y'all was hitting it this, this morning, praise God. Amen. I felt like my back was getting a massage, brother. Golf, big bass in the back, praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, help us. My wife said, don't try to be funny. 
Mm. I can hear her going off right now. Stop it. Stop it. Praise God. Second Kings chapter number four, starting in verse number nine. And she said unto her husband, Behold, now I perceive that this is a holy man of God, which passeth by us continually. Let us make a little chamber, I pray thee, on the wall, and let us set for him there a bed, a table, a stool, and a candlestick. And it shall be when he cometh to us that he shall turn in thither. And it fell on a day that, the, that he came thither and turned in into the chamber and lay there. And he said to Gehazi his servant, Call the Shunammite. And when he had called her, she stood before him. And he said unto him, and she said unto him, Say now unto her, Behold, thou hast been careful for us with all thy all this care. With excuse me, what is to be done for, for thee? Wouldest thou be wouldest thou be spoken for to the king and to the captain of the host? And she answered, said, I dwell among my own people. That means I've been, I'm taken care of here. And he said, what then is to be done for her? And Gehazi answered, verily, she hath no child, and her husband is old. And he said, call her. And when he had called her, she stood in the door. And he said, about this season, according to to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaiden. You only say that if it's a desire. You only say that whenever it's a need. Don't tease me, man of God. Don't just dangle this out in front of me here. Hmm. And the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha had said unto her according to the time of life. Amen. As every preacher got up here, Brother Newlish, Brother Stewart, Brother Daniels, Brother Riley, I thought, Lord, if it's your will for me to preach this, then I'm going to preach it. If they hit it, I guess they're going to hit it. But nobody hit it. I want to talk to you today about this title. Build a room. Build a room. Brother Riggin, would you pray? Amen. If you're going to preach with me, you may be seated. If you're not, you need to stand up, praise God. Matter of fact, go put your nose in the corner, praise God. 
Amen. Praise God. Amen. Should have used the restroom like I did a while ago. Praise God. Amen. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Amen. 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 I'm here all by my lonesome in front of this pulpit and uh, or, or behind it, if you will. And uh, you folks have heard some awesome, awesome preaching, teaching, treaching. Amen. Amen. You heard a panel. Praise God. Amen. It's okay to have panels in apostolic churches too, okay? We need some teaching. Praise God. Amen. It's not just for the charismatics and the others. We need it in the apostolic church. We need some teaching, praise God. Amen. Sometimes if a man's octave don't go higher, then we don't listen to him. Praise God. Mine just goes because I got something wrong, something wrong with my ear, my wife tells me. Praise God. But I'll tell you, amen. I'm going to do a little bit of it all today. Praise the Lord. You heard Brother Daniels, Brother Newlish, Brother Stewart, Brother Riley. Amen. My Lord, I, y'all going to have to repaint this thing. Brother Riley preached the paint off the walls the other night. Praise God. I called my wife and said, man, I don't think I can even stay. Praise God. He has just chucked the corn. Amen. Cleared the field. Praise the Lord. Uh, but I tell you, you know, uh, you know, those great men of God ministered, and you have one of the most foremost in Pentecost, Brother Riggin, right here. Praise God. Brother Riley and I were talking about, amen, uh, 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 about uh, you have a blacksmith and you have a gunsmith and then you have a tinsmith and a preacher is a wordsmith, praise God. And you have one of the finest right here, praise the Lord, as your pastor. Amen. Some of you folks this week uh, have indulged us to let us walk down memory lane uh, a little bit uh, about things in our life and where we come from and the times uh, uh, that we had with our pastor and amen and uh, amen. Uh, uh, you know, in the Bible, our times, as, as the Bible says, were given to us uh, 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 then to you as an example. And uh, amen, uh, the little archaic term of, exa- of, of example and what we would say now is an example, is to serve as a pattern for something. We just didn't get up here and tell you a few things that happened, amen. We told it to you for a reason, that there was a pattern, amen, that was set before us. And, and, and he was our example, amen. And thank God they didn't hit this story, praise God. Amen. Uh, I, I've gotten to hear a lot of stories, amen. And uh, so have you this past week and... Uh, 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 and I'm, you're going to get to hear one more this morning, praise God. Amen. Uh, several of us use the term uh, chronic seeker, and we refer to how uh, that God had given our pastor uh, the gift uh, or, or that he had opened, uh, uh, he had operated in the gift of praying people through to the gift of the Holy Ghost that were what we, what we say, again, is chronic seekers. People who could not get the Holy Ghost under no nobody else. And people tried to pray and, and they would wear out the saints of the Most High God. But there was a reason why I believe God used him in such a, such a supernatural way. You see, my pastor was a chronic seeker. Amen. He prayed for the Holy Ghost for over a year. And, and they said that he had wore out everybody around him. The saints, amen, his pastor and his wife. And, 
And finally in a revival service, Brother Leo Upton was preaching and God filled my pastor with a gift of the Holy Ghost. And it was the time that, that I believe that caused him to do something, amen, over the top, if you will, or extraordinary, amen, after he received the gift of the Holy Ghost. He went home and he sat down with his wife and he said, I feel that we need to build a room on the back of the house. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. And he sat down with his wife and children and he instructed them after he built the room, amen, that it's for prayer and it was for reading the word. He said, uh, we didn't go in there to talk. We didn't go in there to discuss the bills, uh, amen, or shoot the breeze, uh, amen. He used that room to consecrate him and his wife, amen, and his children to God, amen, to commune with the God of heaven, amen. He even had that on our voice uh, 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 machine. When you called the church, it said, sorry, we can't answer the phone right now. We're communing with the God of heaven. Did you ever call the office and get that? I had to check the machine every time I come to church. And he, he meant it, amen. When you were communing with God, you were communing with God. And, and I'll tell you what, it was a place where Sister Davis, amen, could, could, he and Sister Davis could get a hold of God. It was the time and the place, amen, that God began to give them convictions, amen. Can I tell you something, amen? God gave them convictions over their peers, amen, and even convictions their pastor did not share. I'm going to say it today. I'm going to tell you something, I'll tell you what I tell my boys. If you go somewhere and the pastor does not have the conviction that you have, your convictions, amen, are set in stone in you from God. If he doesn't have them, amen, you need to adhere to it, amen. And you probably ought to try to really examine why he got it. Because it probably is for you. But if he don't share it, don't be judgmental. Amen. Get in and assimilate, amen. Don't give up your convictions, though but disseminate to the culture of the church that you're in. Is that okay? Praise God. Because not every pastor does it the same way. And not every pastor is perfect. And you've got to come in with the right attitude, praise God. Amen. I'm going to get into it a little bit deeper in a few minutes, but I'm going to tell you something. Amen. Uh, uh, you've got to learn, amen, that when you're in a place of prayer, amen, I'm going to move back to that. Amen. God give them some convictions. I'm going to tell you something. If you're going to prayer and you're not getting convictions, there's a problem in your prayer. Because I'll tell you what, every time I get closer to God, the more further and further I get away from the world. Hello? Your pastor shouldn't have to get up here behind a pulpit and preach against everything under the sun. You should get some convictions yourself. I can't stand it when somebody says, oh, my pastor says this and my pastor says that. I like it when they say, I feel this and I feel that. Praise God, not in a judgmental way. And I'm talking about in a good way. Amen, to draw closer to God, convictions. Let me tell you something about a conviction compared to a preference. A conviction is something you can take me out in the street and you can kill me over. I'll let you kill me over that. I baptize in Jesus' name, you can kill me over that. You've got to have the Holy Ghost to go to heaven, you can kill me over that. You've got to live a holy and a consecrated life, you can kill me, you can kill me over that. Amen. I like blue. Some people don't like blue. That's not a conviction. It's a preference. A conviction is something you can kill me over. 
Amen. There's a lot of people preaching their preferences. Amen. There's a lot of people that, that go around sharing their preferences. I'm telling you, like again, I'll say this like my pastor didn't like tea. How can you drink that stuff? Do you realize it's a bold leaf? We was poor. We didn't have electricity sometimes. My mama put tea bags out there and a, and a gallon of water and set it out there in a big old pickle jar. We had pickled tea for three or four months, thank God. I hate it, sun tea, because it tastes like pickles. Remember, somebody made me some sun tea with a jar that's been boiled out. Don't taste the way mama made it. Folks, I come from Bulk Springs. That's the poor side of town, by the way. <laughs> Amen. You can put lipstick on a pig. It ain't going to make it any prettier. So we Bulk Springs had the best-looking church around, Greater Apostolic Tabernacle, praise God. Amen. Lipstick on a pig, praise God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Help us, God. Help us, God. But when you get into that place of prayer, it gives you convictions. Amen. Convictions over your peers. Amen. Not to be judgmental. Amen. But to call you to a deeper place. My pastor, amen, was called to a deeper place. It was in that place where Sister, amen, Terry reiterated to me that that's where tongues and interpretation would come forward. Many times, amen, and their dedication, amen, culminated in a call to the ministry. And their life, amen, began to back it up and God, God, God began to use him. Amen. They forged such a relationship with God in that room that the Lord told him to go to TBC to the Bible college. And in like manner, in prayer, God told him he was going to go back and serve as assistant pastor. Amen. In the church in Jackson under his, his pastor where he had received the Holy Ghost. I don't want you to ponder too much on the room. Amen. Amen. It, did it have carpet? Did it have what color were the drapes and all those different things? Amen. I, I want you to know that it's the, 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 the representation, amen, of a place where they went and they got a hold of God. I know it's a little bit different than the context is the way it is, but I'll tell you what, when you build a room to consecrate in or you build a room for the man of God, amen, you put a place in your life to where you're going to grow closer to God. Amen. That prayer, amen, in that place represented prayer, prayer, meditation, prayer, meditation and prayer. Can I tell you something? My pastor really didn't want you to bring your Bible to prayer meeting. He wanted you to pray. He saw you reading the Bible. He walked over and said, prayer, prayer. He walked behind you. Prayer, prayer, prayer. Shut that Bible. I needed a scripture from God. Yeah, get it in prayer. Amen. He was different, folks. I'm going to give you all my side today. Praise God. Amen. 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 He forged a relationship with God. Amen. 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 It, it took him to a different place. Amen. He wanted you to talk to God. Amen. And he wanted you to hear from God. I'm going to tell you something. My pastor, you would hear him over there in words, and he would speak some words for a while. Then you'd hear the groaning and the uttering, amen, coming forward. I'm telling you what, amen. He would be on a cement floor, and you could still feel it reverberating through the building as he's over there groaning and crying in, in, in the Holy Ghost. Uh, and I'll tell you what, as he, uh, I'll tell you what, it began to just adapt to us. Uh, amen. And the latter years, 
course of my, 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 my life, uh, 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 whenever we were still having prayer meetings in the old blue building, uh, amen, I got me a place right uh, within six feet of him, and I could hear him, praise God, everything he did. <laughs> amen. Amen. And I'll tell you what, I, I went and found him a big chair and I brought him in because he kept having problems with his new hips, he said. So I got him a big chair and we set it over in the corner and this guy come walking in one day and went over there in the corner and sat down. I walked over and I said, hey, that's the pastor's seat. Well, I said, here he gets. I said, no, it's a pastor's seat. Finally, I was getting ready to go back behind him and shove him out of it, but I didn't know. Praise God. Amen. When the pastor walked in the door, the man jumped up and he realized, I've been sitting in the man of God's seat. Let me tell you something. That, amen, that place, amen, forged in me that there is a place that you get a hold of God. Amen. My pastor taught me, amen, to find that place with God. Can I tell you something? It's going to build here today. You've got to build a room. Amen. You have got to build a room. Amen. Amen. You have got to get in that place of prayer to where it changes you and it forges something in you. Amen. It, it makes you a different person. Amen. Uh, I'll tell you, I don't want to discount school learning. Amen. I wish I, wish I would have learned, amen, more to be a wordsmith. Amen. But I'm going to tell you something. My pastor didn't teach me how to study. He didn't teach me how to preach. Amen. He taught me how to pray. Amen. He taught me how to build a room. I'll tell you what, you've got to build a room. Amen. And you will learn in humility. You got to build a room, and you will learn forgiveness. You you got to build a room, and you will learn mercy. You got to build a room, and you'll learn a burden for souls. When you build that proverbial room, Amen. It changes you. I'm so thankful, Amen, that He taught me how to build a room, Amen. <laughs> he didn't want clones, Amen. What he wanted is for men, Amen, to build a room. It's an honor for someone to say that I look like my pastor. Amen. But it's an even greater honor, amen, when someone says, amen, you pray like your pastor. You talk like your pastor. You love like your pastor. Amen. There's a term that he never used. And probably, uh, he probably would have thought it was a little charismatic. -y. But I'll tell you what. I think if he understands the way I'm going to use it today, amen, what I learned from my pastor is what I said the other day, a spirit of ministry. Amen. My pastor didn't use that word. And I'll tell you, after my pastor was gone, uh, I was not uh, higher up in ministry uh, as these great men of God were in, and, and at that time. And uh, I remember as I moved to uh, Oklahoma from Balt Springs and sat under my wife's uncle, Brother Elroy Martin, and uh, learned some things from him. And then I, I continued my evangel uh, evangelistic ministry and went to California for a year and evangelized out there. And I came back to pastor the church in Yukon. And my wife and I had been there for about four or five months. And, and some things were going on in the church, some struggles and some troubles. And, and my, I remember forget my wife said, hey, if you don't go get us a pastor, I'm going to go get us one. Well, I'm the pastor. Oh, I said, I knew what she meant. Tell you something, the man of God needs a man of God. Listen to me, young preacher. No matter how big and how good and how big your church is, amen, it doesn't matter if your church gets bigger than your pastors. Amen, you still need a pastor. 
And I'll say it the old-fashioned way. You don't change your pastor the way you change your clothes. And I said that nicely. Praise God. Hello. I know the way my pastor would have said it. He'd have used another part of clothing, praise God. Amen. Praise God. I'm being a good boy today, praise God. Help the grace of God, praise God. Amen. Amen. You have to pick up the spirit of ministry. Amen. From your pastor. Can I tell you some church, you have to pick up the spirit of ministry from your pastor. You have to do it, praise God. Amen. Amen. I'm going to talk to you a little bit this morning about the spirit of ministry, if you don't mind. If it slows down and we do a little teaching, praise God. My wife and I had went through a, we got to a Sunday night service at 6 p.m. And it was so bad, we was out at 6.35 p.m. And uh, we were walking to the door and she said, I ain't going home. I'm going to Bishop Sharp's church. And I said, I'm going with you. Praise God. Maybe he can let me, show me how to write a resignation letter because I don't think I'm going to come back. And we brooded all the way over there. It wasn't, it wasn't us having a problem, praise God. It was, amen, with the church. Excuse me, not the church, one person in the church. You know, it's amazing how one person can upset your whole equilibrium. You can have a revival church and that one person make you feel like you're pastoring a bunch of nuts. Oh, I'm sorry I said that, didn't I? It can make you feel like you're a pastor. And I'm glad I can't see all y'all. I'm y'all blur right now. Praise God. I'll look at the back wall. When one person can set your pastor off, don't be that one person. Be the one that's coming behind him, patting him on the back. You're doing a great job. So we got in the back of that church. We used to be in a big church. And here we were pastoring six people and a few little children. You know what? I, I tell you, I never got, got in Brother Sharp's church, and we, we, we got in the back, and I just got down on my knees. I started crying. I said, oh, God, how did I get in this place? And the hands of the man of God came on my back, and he began to pray over me, not knowing anything. And he prayed over me, and he said, God, touch him. God, soothe him, God. Let the balm of Gilead flow over him. He began to lay hands on my wife. Let the balm of Gilead flow over her. God, in the name of Jesus. And he began to pray over us. And I said, I need a pastor. Amen. I didn't immediately say, will you be my pastor? No, I prayed about it. I sought God. Amen. About a week and a half, two weeks later, I called him and I said, would you be my pastor? And he said, I would be honored. So there's some things that I will tell you that I didn't learn from the elder. Amen. I, I was learning them from the elder, but I didn't understand I was learning them from the elder. And I began to be taught this, this spirit of ministry. And can I tell you something, amen. You've got to learn a few things about the spirit of ministry, amen. Amen. The spirit of ministry is putting on Christ, amen. Amen. The book of Romans in chapter number 13, verse number 14, it says, But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh, amen. Uh, excuse me, make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. 
Let me tell you something. When you put on Christ, it's speaking like you're putting on a garment. Amen. Can I tell you something? You're putting on the characteristics, amen, of your pastor. Church, you, you are putting on the characteristics of his spirit of ministry. Amen. His love for truth. His love for doctrine. Amen. Amen. His love for people. Amen. You have got to get the spirit of ministry from your pastor. There's a lot of things in our life that is learned behavior, amen. Amen. I learned the basics of mathematics in school. I learned the basics of English in a school environment, amen. But I'll tell you what, have you ever heard that whatsoever is being taught has to be caught? All right, all right, all right. Amen. Put on Christ, amen. Amen. You have to be, amen, you have to put on the spirit of ministry. Amen. You can come and listen to your pastor talk, but until you learn, amen, learn, amen, his spirit of ministry. Can I tell you just a simple way in English terms how he does things? Amen. His characteristics. Amen. I learned, amen, amen, the spirit of ministry. Amen. The fear of God. Amen. That means the reverence of the things of God. Amen. Amen. A, a desire, amen, to do the will of God. And amen. And to, uh, to, to be in the will of God and to do the will of God. Amen. That was his spirit, my pastor's spirit of ministry. Amen. I learned from Pastor James E. Davis a lot of things. Amen. Amen. I learned how to give. Amen. Because he was a giver. Amen. Amen. He, he wanted his church to be a friendly church. Amen. He, he would say it. He said, hey, take that frown off and put a smile in his place. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I love what he used to say. He said, when you get the Holy Ghost, it'll make you love your mother-in-law. Praise God. <laughs> he taught us how to love. Amen. I've watched people come in, dressed so ungodly, and I'm telling you what, people's going around trying to find bed sheets and big coats to put on them. My pastor said, love people. Just love them. Just love them. Praise God. I've watched my pastor. I learned how to pray for women. You know, from my pastor, he'd go over and lay hands on them and just look away in the name of Jesus. Praise God. I'm just, I'm just being, just being, I hope this is okay. I hope it's okay. I'm going to tell you something. you got to get the spirit of ministry. He loved people. There would be people come in, tore up from the floor up, and I sit over judging them, and I just came out of the same situation that they're in. See, that's what happens when you get the Holy Ghost. You can become self-righteous so quick. Oh, so self-righteous. That single boy, by the way, that he was talking about, my oldest son, he went into, amen, rebelled against me and just went into the army. Praise God. They do that every once in a while, you know. You know what? They find that flaw in cracking daddy and say, you know what? That's what I'm going to use. I'm getting away from him. Hello? Maybe I need to say this. Sometimes they look at the pastor and say, you know what? There's that flaw and that little crack right there. I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to find me a different church. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. He, I talked to him. Hey, man, I, hey, I went with Brother uh, Brandon, Brandon last night to see his field of labor, and I went back to the hotel room. I, 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 he ain't told me anything, but I'm going to tell you something. If you look for flaws, you're going to find them. Hey, Amen. That's a man, but remember, he's the man of God. Hello? You look for flaws in a church, you're going to find them. Amen. You, you got to be the, di the different factor in the church. Amen. Whatever's lacking, you got to pick it up. You got to help in it. 
Let me get back to where I was going. My son went into the army. He went through a problem. He, he, he thought he was in a place. I was so proud of him. I, I finally, there comes a time when there's just some situations. You've got to look at whatever situation they're in and just be proud of them. Serving our country. I went to him for basic training. That boy used to be all over the place. And I said him sit down and I said I knew he got something different because he sat there for 45 minutes with his hand on his thigh and didn't even move. I looked down the aisle watching him. I said, man, what a difference. I watched him stand up in that beautiful, awesome living that, that that uniform he had on. And I thought, oh, man, what an awesome thing. But then he got a basic training, went into his other form, uh, uh, his other, they call it, I think, MOS. Any of you guys are veterans, you probably know what I'm talking about. Next thing you know, he's hooked on drugs. He had two ODs. Finally had to be discharged from the Army. Amen. Let me tell you something. When you have a call on God, you can call from God. You can run, and you can run everywhere you want to. And God's going to let it get to a certain part, and he's going to let it blow up so you can come back home to him. Hello. And I'll tell you what, my son come back home. He's won 13 people to our church. I don't know if I can let him go. I don't know if I can let him go, praise God. Let me tell you why. Because he'll go down on the side of the street, and he don't care what they look like. He don't care. He's come stomping in my office. Why don't we care about people? I said, you go care about people. Dad, we need to have more outreach. I said, well, get out there and do more outreach. He's got a hunger in his heart. He don't care. I was thinking he was judging me. I heard him talking to somebody. I'll tell you what. I've watched my dad leave us on a Tuesday night after prayer meeting and be gone to 12, giving people Bible study. My dad's done this. My dad's done this. And I said, you know what? Amen. He's got my spirit of ministry. You've got to get your pastor's spirit of ministry. Hallelujah. Hey, I know you hear some of the greatest in Pentecost, and you're hearing the, the dumbest in Pentecost right now. And I'm going to tell you something. You have got to get his spirit of ministry. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. You've got to put on the spirit of ministry. It has to be a garment that you wrap yourself in. Amen. You've got to learn to do what your pastor does. Give, give, give. Be a friendly church. Be a loving church. Be a church that takes the pastor's vision and shares it. Amen. And partakes in it. Amen. You're a worshiping church. Amen. I appreciate what I feel around here. You're a church, amen, that is serving. Amen. Serving, praise God. Amen. Amen. Mm, my Lord, my God. Hallelujah. I watched this brother get those young people around yesterday and teach them how to tell them what to do. And they come around serving us. Amen. Amen. That's the spirit of ministry. Serving. 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 You got to learn to be a serving church. Amen. Amen. I have witnessed everything, amen, that I've had on my list, amen, for months and months right here in this very church. It's already taken place. Amen. Amen. You got a spirit of excellence in everything that you do. Amen. <laughs> amen. You got to have a spirit of excellence. Amen. You've got to be humble. Amen. I have watched it in here. You have put on, amen, the characteristics of your pastor. Amen. This church shares in it. Amen. Amen. You have you have built a room. Amen. You have made room. Amen. And I'll tell you right here and right now, God brought me to this meeting. Amen. And I heard some things and I sat over there just wanting to bust. 
Amen. Because five to six weeks, amen, before this meeting, amen, I sat in my lazy boy, which is the official prayer chair of James E. Davis. That was his altar in his lazy boy. Praise God. He heard from God many a time. And I have learned that's where I hear from God. And I was sitting in that chair. I'm trying to be funny. I'm not trying to be funny. It just comes out. Amen. I'm a commodian. I mean comedian. Praise God. And I was sitting in that chair. And I'll tell you what. I was having a bad day. And my heart was wrenched over some of my children. And what was, what's been going on. And I began to weep. And I began to cry out. And I said, oh, I wish I could talk to my pastor. And it came to my mind that I could go to Brother Riggins' website and I could listen to Elder preach. So I went to the website and I pulled up a message called The Open Door. Oh, yeah. Oh, and I could hear his voice, Sister Regan. Oh, and it was booming. And I said, I remember when he preached that message as I was sitting there. I was in that very crowd, amen, as he was preaching that message. And he referenced the church in Olathe. And I've got to go preach there in a few months. Oh, God. Amen. This is five, six weeks ago. Amen. And I tell you, I was sitting there and I listened to that message. Amen. Oh, and I'm telling you what. Amen. My melancholy spirit left me. Amen. The Lord said, it's going to be okay. Amen. I'm speaking to you right now. It's going to be okay. Your church is going to have revival. I'm going to use you in a harvest. Amen. He said, I've given you an open door. You got to go to the church in Olathe and you got to tell them that I put before them an open door. I've given my church's revival and it sounded like the voice of my pastor. Whoa, hallelujah. The church is the men of God that came out from under him. We're going to have revival. We're going to see a harvest. No matter what you've been going through, you're going to have a harvest. The Lord sent me here today to tell you revival is here. And in greater measure, you're going to have a harvest. The harvest is plentiful. That means that it's ready. You got to go and get it. You got to go and get it. He told You got to get your pastor's spirit of ministry. He's not going to change the doctrine. He's not going to change the way he believes. He may change some methods. He may do some things you've never done before. you got to say, Pastor, I'm behind you. you got to reach for people you've never reached before. Can I tell you something? The prostitute makes a good preacher's wife. Hello? Amen. The bum on the side of the street can make a soul winner. I'm glad my pastor didn't look at me. He said, oh, I see the heart. I see the heart. Praise God. You got to get his spirit of ministry. You got to get his spirit of ministry. Amen. 
Bishop Paul set, set, Sharp sent me down. Amen. And began to talk to me about this spirit of ministry. If you don't mind, indulge me for a little bit. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. You got to get a spirit of ministry. Numbers 11, 14 through 17. Amen. Moses, he said, I'm not able to bear all these people alone because it's too heavy for me. Amen. And if thou dealt thus with me, kill me, I pray thee, out of hand. Amen. If I have found favor in thy sight, and let me not see uh, my wretchedness. Moses said, for this thing all messes up, let me be gone. Can I tell you something? Moses had to realize this thing's too big for me. Amen. He went to God. Amen. And the Lord said unto Moses, Gather unto me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be elders of the people and officers over them, and bring them unto the tabernacle of the congregation. Amen. That they may stand there. Amen. With thee. Amen. And I will come down and talk with thee there. And I will take of thy spirit, amen, which is upon thee, and I will put it upon them. And they shall bear the burden of the people, amen, with thee. And bear it, amen, not thyself alone. As I said the other day, I used a small portion of this and I had to ooh, shut my mouth. Amen, because I wanted to, amen, bring it to you in full context today. This is a direct reference, amen, to the spirit of Moses being transferred to the leaders, amen, amen. The word spirit spelled out in a small s, implying that the translators thought it referred to Moses' spirit rather than the spirit of the Lord, amen, that was upon Moses. The, amen, this was a human burden, human passion, human desire, and the weight of the human spirit. This happened in verse 24 to 25. And Moses went out and told the people the words of the Lord, amen, uh, uh, the words of the Lord, and gathered the 70 men of the elders uh, of the people, and he set them round about the tabernacle. And the Lord came down in a cloud and spake unto them and took of the spirit that was upon him and gave, gave it unto the 70 elders. And it came to pass that when the spirit rested upon them that they prophesied and did not cease. All other translations say that they did not do it again. Amen. This is one time. Amen. This was one time experience for the leaders. The prophecy was the confirmation. But I'll tell you what. Amen. Amen. It was the burden. Amen. That was transferred to them. And the burden did not depart from them. You know, when I came in and got the Holy Ghost... I got my pastor's spirit of ministry. Amen. My man of God, amen. I didn't like him mowing the yard, but he wouldn't let nobody touch his tractor. Well, Brother Riley said the truth. You did not, I don't even remember sitting on it. Amen. You get close to it. He'd get out there with that old straw hat on and he'd just mow that ground. And oh, I tell you what. But he told us, you take care of the rest of that over there. Amen. You know what? You know what his spirit of minute. You know, you know. You know what our teaching was: cleaning toilets. Hello, weed eating. My boys got so mad at me at his house one day. We got over and we run out of weed eater stream, and he had about five foot. Hey Amen. Need to be weed eated. And my boy said, "Daddy, we got to come back later." He said, "We run out of weed eater stream." I said, "No, we didn't. Here's your weed eater." 
I got down on my knees and I said, yom, yom, yom. My boys, I'm going to the car. I said, get back over here and pick these weeds. Elder did it to me, I did it to them. He got home, he said, Mom, Dad, that was so ugly to me. He acted like a weed eater and made the sound. I won't go back over with him. Yes, you will. Not my house, it's Elder's house. Amen. They got the burden on them. You know what? It's amazing. I got in the church. I wasn't looking for a position. He said, hey, we got outreach on Saturday morning. I just showed up. What are we going to do on outreach? What's outreach? Go around handing people flyers. Go out handing people flyers. Just, just, just go ahead and do, just invite people to church. We're inviting people to church. I showed up. Devoe, I was Devoe Pelcher's number one man. Amen. He was the outreach director. Amen. He was a man of color. Amen. 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 I'm going to tell you something. I come from a prejudiced background. I learned how to submit. Hello? I love that man. He became one of my best friends. Hey, man, when I need prayer in the altar, there was DeVoe Poucher. DeVoe said, hey, you want to do something? Let's go down to my part of town. I said, well, your part of town. He said, then I'll fit into Buckner. I said, oh, Lord, I don't fit in down there. He said, but you want to roll down there with you? I got you back. Let's go. So we got down there, and they, they come out of the apartments. Who is that? Is that the law? Law or Mormons, we're wearing white shirts. I'm sorry, I'm going to be me today. Is that okay? But I'll tell you what, that brother told me, him and brother Mark Reeves, they showed me how to outreach, praise God. Amen. DeVoe decided to move on, praise God. Amen. Then, then, then Ray moved in, amen, amen. And I, I become, was his assistant, amen, in outreach. I didn't care who was coming up, amen. Amen, I just want to do some work for God. Next thing you know, amen, amen, amen. Then here come Darren Holloman. He, come, he become outreach director, praise God, amen. I didn't say, I've been here for the last two dudes. Why not me? I just got in there and said, what can I do for you? You guys were Darren said, hey, I'm actually just going to start this off and I got to go do something. Would you go with them? I said, you better know it. About five months later, he went to the pastor and said, look, I got a thousand other things to do. Won't you put Brother Moore in? He said, well, if you think he'd do it, he'll do it. I'll do it. He came to me and said, it's time for you to be outreach director. See, a lot of people just want to be thrown in the position. They don't want to do the work. Hello? Amen. Pastor asked me to come to, out, come to, come to youth group. Amen. And they say, you know, hey, man, would you say this? Would you teach this? Would you do this? Let me tell you something. Hey, I just got a spirit of ministry. I do whatever you say, praise God. Amen. I tell you something. If you just get the spirit of ministry, amen, this church is going to explode. Whew, I'm holding back on some things right now because I feel it in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. You got to get the spirit of ministry. Numbers 11, 26 through 29. Amen. But there remained two men of the camp. Amen. The name of one was Eldad and the name of the other was Medad. Amen. And the spirit rested upon them and they, and they were of them that were written. Amen. But went, went not out unto, uh, unto the tabernacle and they prophesied in the camp and there ran a young man and told Moses and said, Eldad and me dad do prophesy in the camp and Joshua the son of Nun the servant of Moses one of his young men answered and said my Lord Moses forbid them and Moses said unto him envious thou for my sake 
would God that all the Lord's people would be prophets, were prophets. Amen. And that the Lord would, amen, put his spirit upon them. I'm going to go ahead and say it to you like this. There's never a reference of Eldad and Medad causing any trouble to Moses. So it seems. But Joshua's feelings, amen, were, un, uh, 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 amen. So it seems Joshua's feelings were unfounded. But, they're, but, but were they really? Because they're also, amen, it's never a reference to them doing anything good for God or Moses. And I've said that to say this to you. The spirit of ministry is not just carrying the same burden, amen. It's also having the same passion, amen, to see that burden fulfilled. <laughs> Amen. It's also working in unity. Amen. Amen. With the leaders. Amen. In the church and calling upon God. Amen. It might be fulfilled through. Amen. More than one person. Amen. God wants to call a lot of people to do some things. Amen. Amen. Don't just sit there and not do anything until you're called upon. God's calling you now. Think about Noah. Amen. In the boat. Amen. Do you think he would have been able to complete the ark alone? Amen, if his sons would not have, would have had a different spirit of ministry. Amen, and, and would not have stayed with Noah. Amen, as long as they did. Amen, neither will people stay in the work of the Lord if they don't catch the same spirit of ministry. Amen. First thing Jesus did after ending the ministry, amen, is he began to call out 12. Amen, 12 men who would carry, amen, his ministry. Amen. He knew, amen, this wouldn't be a quick and easy operation. Amen. He worked with them for three and a half years. He poured into them his words, his stories, his parables, his burdens, his passions, his wisdom. Praise God. Amen. Understanding, knowledge, amen, and his spirit and hope that they would carry out on his ministry. Can I tell you something? Amen. We don't want your pastor, amen, amen, to check out or leave, amen, amen. We want, we want, him, we want him to be able to, amen, do what he needs to be doing, amen, as, as the operation of a bishop. He is a bishop, praise God. Amen. 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 I told a church, to our church, I said, I can't be a pastor if I have no, I can't be a leader if I don't have anybody following. Praise God. Amen. Amen. I'll tell you something. Amen. He wants to see this church flourish. He wants to see it grow. She wants to see it go. Oh, hallelujah. I feel like saying this. Ladies, you need to look to your pastor's wife. Amen. What can I do to ease her burdens? Amen. Man, you see his burdens, help him. Amen. Ladies, you see her burdens, help her. Praise God. Amen. Pick up the spirit of ministry. Amen. Pick it up. Amen. God, use us in this last hour. Amen, amen. Amen, all of them caught it, amen. Amen, and one of his was a betrayal. Amen, was actually a catalyst. That was actually a catalyst for the others catching it, praise God. Amen, Jesus told Peter, when thou art converted, strengthen your brethren. And when the Holy Spirit was poured out, amen, when the Holy Ghost was poured out, amen, amen, on the apostles 50 days after Passover, amen, they, amen, they rose in power and commitment and they carried the ministry of Jesus that has lasted until this day right now. Whatever happened without those men. Amen. Amen. There would have been no church. Amen. What would this world look like if there was not a church in it? Amen. I believe chaos. Amen. And sin would be so abound. Amen. Or sometimes I pray for churches around my area. 
Amen. God of heaven, Lord. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to tell you something. I pray that God just pours, amen, a mound of hungry in every one of them. Because I'll tell you what, when they get hungry, what happens? They always come to us. Hello? Amen. That's it. When, when people get hungry, what do they do? Amen. God pours out the Holy Ghost in a charismatic church. Next thing you know, you bump into one of them at the grocery store. Hello? I had a guy walk up to me, and he said, man, uh, he came, came to the church one day, and he said, hey, I, I, I hear, that, uh, hear that you're needing this and this done around the church. And I told him, I said, I sure am. And we started talking, and he said, man, Oh, man, we need to talk about God, but I feel God around here. And I said, yeah, you do. It's the Holy Ghost. Oh, I've been reading about that. Next thing you know, I'm giving him a Bible study. Next thing you know, I'll tell you what. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. You don't, you don't just think that things come to you by happenstance. God opens doors. God opens doors. I'll tell you what. You've got to understand. Amen. This last day and last hour, God's going to open opportunities for you. And you have got to be ready for it. And when you have the spirit of ministry, I'm telling you what, the doors are going to open. Amen. Amen. How's the church going to do it? I'm going to tell you what. First of all, you've got to, amen, you've got to uh, uh, hear the call of God. And you've got to accept it. Uh, amen. Others must take, amen, the same spirit of ministry and carry out the task. Amen. With no regard of the cost, amen, or the time, or the self-sacrifice, or the no fanfare. My pastor, come in and just give me a job. I'll just go do it. He give other people a job. Oh, my pastor told me to carry his coat today. Do da, do da. I'm holding a man of God's Bible. Let me tell you something. Some people got to have all the credit. Hey, man, I got the toilet cleaning. <laughs> Hello? I got the yard mowing. Praise God. <laughs> I got the bus in the concrete. We was talking the other day. Hey, man, how many houses did he have you tear up when you was there? How many houses did he have? I, I'm telling you, I know I've done five or six. I didn't know Ball Springs had that much real estate. I think he found stuff for us to do, to teach us. He did. He found stuff for us to do. Wax on, wax off. That was our Bible college. Hey, man, I beat him to the punch. I see his shoes dirty. I said, I want you to just kick them off when you climb in the car today. I'm going to take them home with me, and you can walk barefooted in your house. I'll come back tonight. I'll have you a clean pair of shoes. Hey, man, anybody in here do that to your pastor lately? Oh, I'll just look at the wall. Hello? Pastor, you need your shoes cleaned this week, praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not just the shoe cleaning. It's the spirit of ministry. What can I do? Had a lady come up to me. We're not filthy people, okay? My wife cleans it, keeps a clean house. We keep a decent car. <laughs> she walked up to me one day and she said, Pastor, she said, uh, I want to I wanna take your Durango and I want to go clean it. I said, no, you do not either. I mean, I, I've ate fries in that thing. There might be some in between the seats. I don't know. Amen. Amen. I, I keep a decent car, folks. She said, no, Pastor. Tears welling up her eyes. I, I need to clean your car. I was like, no, sis, no. 
She said, yes. I said, well, sis, let me pray about it. So she walked off. Her husband came up to me, and she said, she really wants to do this. She feels a burden. She feels like she needs to do this. I went to my wife and said, hey, she wants to take the Durango. No, 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 no. She can't do that. No, 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 no. I said, honey, she has a spirit of ministry on her. I'm telling you what. She must have took that thing. I mean, she done it. She said she spent three hours. I said, was it that thick? No, it wasn't that thick. But she shampooed the carpets. Man, it's like a brand new car. So thank you, Jesus. I ain't got to go trade this thing in. Or maybe I should go trade it in right now. <laughs> Now's the time to do it. Spirit of ministry. I'm telling you what. Amen. What have you done for the man of God lately? Hallelujah. I'm telling you what. We've experienced revival over the past 10 years. Amen. I've saw them come in, I saw them go. It's those that have come in and got the spirit of ministry that have stayed. It's those that have come in and have caught the vision. Put on. Amen. Amen. The spirit of ministry. Amen. That are here right in there right now. And those that are here right now, you got to pick up the spirit of ministry. Amen. You don't just listen to it. You got to catch it. Amen. You got to get on board with the spirit of ministry. Judas among the twelve. The tares going to be tares in the wheat. There's going to be fowls in the tree. There's going to be leaven in the meal. Anything the devil can throw at us. Amen. It's never going to stop a group of people who are united in vision. United in the cause. Amen. United in the purpose. Amen. And have the same spirit of ministry as your pastor. When Elisha was reaching the end of his ministry... God told him to anoint, amen, when Elijah, excuse me, was reaching his spirit of minute, reaching the end of his spirit of ministry, God told him to anoint Elisha, the son of Shaphat, to carry on his ministry. 1 Kings chapter number 19, 17 through 21. And it came to pass that him that, him that escaped the sword of Hazael shall Jehu slay. And him that escapeth, amen, from the sword of Jehu shall Elisha slay. Yet have I left 7,000 in Israel, all the knees of which have not bowed unto Baal, and every mouth which hath not kissed him. So he departed thence and found Elisha the son of Shaphat, and who was plowing, amen, the twelve yoke of oxen before him. And he with the twelfth, and Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother. Then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him and took the yoke of oxen and slew them. And boiled their flesh with the instrument of the oxen. Amen. And he gave unto the people, and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elisha, excuse me, Elijah, and ministered unto him. Can I tell you this this morning? There's no turning back in the heart of Elisha. Amen. This is the moment, amen, that he has been waiting for all of his life. Amen. And he'll never back up. 
Notice that God told Elijah to anoint Elisha. It was not Elijah's choice or decision. Amen. Only notice how excellent, how excited Elisha was. Amen. That the mantle fell upon his shoulders. And how long did Elisha minister to Elijah? No one really knows. But it may have been three and a half years. That's what some people say. At the close of Elijah's ministry, God calls him to three different locations. And each time, Elijah tells Elisha to stay behind. But each time, Elisha refuses and says, As the Lord lives and as thy soul lives, I will not leave thee. Increasingly, the phrase is only used five times in the Bible. Three times by Elisha to Elijah, and then one time by the Lord when he makes a promise to Jacob. The last time is when the Shunammite woman, when her son died, she saddled her donkey and she ran to the man of God. Second Kings, here we are, the woman of our story who built the room. And when she came to the man of God to the hill and called him by the feet, but Gehazi came near to thrust her away. And the man of God said, let her alone for her soul is vexed within her. And the Lord hath hid it from me and hath not told me. Then she said, did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, do not deceive me? Then said Gehazi, gird up thy, then he said to Gehazi, gird up thy loins and take thy staff in thine hand and go thy way. Amen. If thou meet any, any man, salute him not. And if any salute thee, amen, answer him not again. You know why I feel like God put that in there? There was something in Gehazi. He liked being the prophet's right hand man. Don't look for honor. What's going to happen around here? Don't you look for honor in it. Amen. It's God's glory. Whatever happens around here, amen, you let God get the credit, amen. Amen, you push your man of God, you push your lady of God. Oh, I just felt like putting that in there, praise God. Amen, I'm going to tell you something, amen, amen. Oh, I'm going to get there in a minute, praise God. Let me get back here. Amen. And Gehazi, gird up thy loins and take thy staff. Amen. In thine hand and go thy way. If thou meet any man, salute him not. And if any, any salute thee, answer him not again. And lay my staff upon the face of the child. And the mother of the child said, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. And he arose and followed her. And Gehazi passed on before him and laid the staff upon the face of the child. But there was neither voice nor hearing. Wherefore, when he went again to meet him and told him, saying, The child is not awake. Can I tell you something? The Shunammite woman caught the spirit of Elisha. Amen. More than Gehazi did. She got it. She got it. She refused to leave his side. Notice Elisha did not trust Gehazi with his mantle. He gave him his rod. When the disciple did not, amen, when the disciple does not have the spirit, amen, of ministry, amen, you can offer him your support, amen, but you cannot trust him with your mantle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 
me tell you something. Some of you are wanting the mantle, but you're not wanting to do the work for it. You got to get the spirit of ministry. Can I tell you something? We can have a mantle ceremony. And I, I and I'm not subjugating them, and I'm not, and, and, and I'm not, and I'm not, I, I'm not. Oh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not saying, Amen, that they're not good to have. I'm telling you right here, right now. But I'm gonna tell you something, Amen. Can I tell you something? You can put it on in a prayer meeting. You can get it in a service like this today. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. Pastor doesn't have to get every man in this church and say, I want to, I'm going to tell you what, you've got to get a spirit of ministry. Whew. You want to see this church explode? Amen. I know some churches aren't preaching it anymore, Brother Rick, and an end time revival. I'm preaching it. It's in the word of God. They want to preach about the end time falling away. It's in there. But there's also in there a great outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And we have not seen as I sit on this platform here the other night, God said, you must tell them you are to add greater to your name. Greater truth, church. Greater truth, church. He called Toromo Shatanamahaya. Because greater works than we ever saw in Ball Springs, we're going to do in Jesus' name. Greater works than our elder ever saw, we're going to see it. That's what he desired. That's what he wanted. That's why he gave us his spirit of ministry. Let's let the Holy Ghost fall in this place right now. You got to get the spirit of ministry. Oh, young men, get the pride out. Amen. Get the pride out. Pride will kill revival. Get your suspicion out. Your pastor doesn't have it in for you. He loves you. He wants to use you. Get your self-ambition out. Mm, come on, let the Holy Ghost move. He He told Almosando Roboshata, Halamahasanda Rabahaya, She Torobosanda Rabahaya. You gotta build a room. God wants you to have a relationship with Him. When you get that relationship with Him, it's gonna foster a spirit of humility, love, and trust. Hallelujah. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Oh God. Amen. Amen. I came in. I can't stop. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta obey the Lord. Amen.
I want you to hear me. Can I tell you this today? COVID was just a house cleaning. You hear me? COVID was just a house cleaning. Caused us to sure up a few things. Start using a little technology we wasn't using. Doing some things. Getting some people out that truly wasn't hungry. Didn't have the spirit of ministry. I'm going to tell you what the Lord told me. And I tell you, I feel, I, I feel it was just, it's, this is from, from the Lord. Events that are fixing to take place around this city and around this region. Amen. God's going to use this church. Amen. Amen. For revival. And for more than revival. Amen. For a harvest. For the harvest is ready. It's, I mean, it is plentiful. That means it is ready. Everything is just right. He called Brother Jared Hilton, I want you to stand. Lord gave me a word for you. Amen. When I got to this conference, your Job moment is over. In Jesus' name. Your Job moment is over. He If I don't mention your name, don't you get offended? That you got to get the spirit of ministry. In the spirit of ministry, there's no offense, there's no jealousy, there's only unity. Brother Goff, get ready. Church, there's Bible studies aplenty. There are people you're going to reach. They don't look like you. They don't even desire to be like you right now. But you live a life in front of them. You got to get the spirit of ministry. Come on. There's people in here, you've been through a lot of different things. Amen. The diversity that God's put in this church is for the people that you're going to reach. This church is going to be a multicultural church. Amen. It's going to be a multi-ethnic church. Hallelujah. God's calling them from everywhere. Hallelujah. When he set them down, he set them down by such and such and by, and by hundreds, amen, and by thousands. Let me tell you something. Your pastor has the capacity to pastor 5,000. Get his spirit of ministry. Get our spirit of ministry. Get the spirit of ministry. God wants to use you in this church. I didn't under the, understand these things till my pastor, Bishop Paul Sharp, began to open things up to me. 
And I'm going to tell you something. i got to bring them here to you today on this 26th anniversary service. Amen. Amen for Brother and Sister Regan. Amen. The ending of the SOAR conference tonight. I'm going to tell you something. Amen. Strengthen your apostolic roots so that you can grow. Strengthen them so you can grow. This church is going to be a beacon. Amen. Amen. You have a good godly heritage. Amen. You got a good godly church. Amen. You have a strong church in the spirit of God. Oh, now it's time for you to branch out. Amen. I saw Truth Church uh, down south. Amen. We need Truth Church up north. Amen. Truth Church out east. Truth Church out west. God. God. Oh, God is wanting to move. Oh, come on, come on, come on. You got to build a room. You got to build a room. You got to build a room. Oh, hallelujah. God, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. This altar's open. I'm going to let the Holy Ghost move. Come on, if you'll open your spirit, amen, make room for his spirit. Amen, amen, you got to get your flesh out of the way. Amen, amen, come on, that's it. Oh, God, oh, what's your spirit of ministry, God? Jesus poured into him. He ate with the sinners and the publicans. He called the Romo Shatara Bahia. On the Mosondo Ruboshi, he called Amahasandro Bahia. Alamahasataya. Come on, my children are backslid. Amen. God's greater, amen, than what's separating you and them and them between God. Oh, He's greater, amen. He can bridge the distance. Come on, there's a world lost, dying, going to hell. He said, I come to save them. Get my spirit of ministry. 